2: Hey everybody, Tim McMaster here along with Jeffrey Flanagan, our
1: MLB.com Royals reporter and an exciting week, Jeffrey, for the Royals as they bring back another one of those guys from the championship teams. We'll get into that and also cover Jorge Bonifacio's suspension, how that affects the team as well. But I mentioned it, Mike Moustakis is back. He turned down the qualifying offer. Obviously, he comes back for a lot less money here to the Royals, but that's the way this offseason has kind of gone. Um, But Seems like he's happy, the team's happy, and obviously the fans are happy to have this guy back in Royals blue.
0: Yeah, I and mean, really, it's it's going to make a, a pretty big difference, uh, you know, in terms of their offense and, and the appearance of the lineup. I mean, you get that guy's bat back in there, and another left-handed bat. They've been pretty righty heavy uh, all spring, and uh, it's, it is pretty exciting. I don't think any. I don't think Moose expected this. I don't think the Royals ever expected this uh, in a million years that he would end up after, like you mentioned, turning down the qualifying offer. Uh, we heard reports that he turned down some other offers early, early in the free agency period, and and all of a sudden, uh, you know, to have uh, him come back here on a one-year deal, it's it's probably the biggest bargain deal I think the Royals have ever signed uh, to get him for a, a guaranteed 6.5 million. Uh, it was It was quite a maneuver, and uh, I think he's willing. Though right now, he's, he's talked to him several times since he's been in camp. He's put. You know, the off season behind him, yeah, it didn't work out. You know, you can second-guess second guess this and that. But he's back here. He's ready to play ball. Um, he'll do some minor league games uh, first and then uh, hopefully get into some Cactus League games by maybe this weekend.
1: We had talked a lot about Chesler Cuthbert being the guy at third base. What does his role become now?
0: It's uh, the big question mark now in camp. The Royals had promised uh, to their fans that he would get five to 600 at-bats. So that seems highly unlikely now. Uh, he's going to have to probably play a a lot at DH, you know, this is really going to be a challenge for Ned Yost to to get that, those at bats in, uh, certainly Moose, you know, has had some injury issues and I think they might DH him a little bit this year. They might play him at first base, uh, and get in some kind of rotation with Lucas Duda. Uh, the DH spot is actually kind of filled too with, with guys like Jorge Soler and, and John Jay and, Uh, they've talked about giving Salvo Perez some spots at DH. So, I don't know, maybe they need like three DHs on this team just to get all those guys at bats.
1: Yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting, but uh, I'm sure Ned Yost is excited about the options at least. Yeah. Uh, It's a challenge for him. All right, Hunter Dozier, we talked a lot about before the Lucas Duda signing and the possibility of him uh, making his way as far as the first base position goes. He was looking pretty good around the bag. He's now been optioned to minor league camp. No surprise there. Um, The big picture, though, for Hunter Dozier is he's still a big part of this team's future. um, And do they still see him as eventually being that first baseman?
0: Yeah, I think they do. And I was kind of surprised. I asked Ned that yesterday. and. Uh, I I thought the fact that, you know, Lucas Duda would be be here for one year. They've got some other guys in the minor leagues who are first basemen, like Ryan O'Hard and Frank Schwindel, who probably aren't that far away. Then you've got uh, last year's number one pick for the Royals was was Nick Prado. Uh, He may only be three years away. But they're they're bound and determined to make Hunter into a first baseman. Uh, He's going to go down to Omaha this year and play primarily at first base. And in the order, Ned said it would be first base, then maybe a little right field, maybe third base. But they liked enough of what they saw. They really want him to transition into a first baseman. So we'll see how that works out in terms of getting at-bats down there with Schwindel and O'Hearn, uh, who need bats too. Uh, but I think that's uh, probably pretty encouraging for Hunter, the fact that the organization feels enough about his progress this spring at first base, that they think he can make the transition full-time.
1: And, obviously, he's a guy that would be an injury away as well, right? I mean, if somebody gets hurt, he could be right back with the big leagues.
0: Yeah, although with Chesler, you know, Chesler Cuthard played a lot, played some first base the last couple of springs and, and a little bit in the minors. Um, he might be a guy that could if something happened to do to that. He might be the first baseman because he needs at-bats anyway. Right. Uh, and they've also, like I mentioned, they've talked about Moose getting some reps at first base. That would increase his value going into the off season. So, uh, yeah, a lot of moving parts here in camp.
1: Yeah, one of those moving parts is Jorge Bonifacio as well, and he's going to have mm. to not be a part of this roster for half the season. He gets an 80-game suspension. Um, he was likely going to be a big part of this outfield and right field. Um, he talked after the announcement of the suspension, and he genuinely just sounds apologetic about the entire situation. Let's hear from Jorge Bonifacio. I made a mistake, and I take a, like responsibility for the mistake I made. And uh, I'm going to take all the the suspension because I made a mistake. And I want to say sorry to all my fans and the team, the coaches, and uh, GM, and uh, and the owner of the team. And and, uh, I just want to keep working hard to to help my team uh, when I came back the most I can just to say. All right, Jeffrey, um, you know, he said he's sorry to the team, to the fans, to everything, uh, but how big a impact will this have on the Royals this season?
0: It, it has a lot of an, a big impact because, I mean, he was going to be the opening day right field. He's another one of those guys like Jorge Soler that they were—they really wanted to get five to 600 at bats. Now that's not feasible as he'll be out for half the season. And I, I think the, the Royals had known about this for a while and that's kind of why they, they signed John Jay, and these things just have to go through the legal channels and everything like that, but they knew in advance, that's why John Jay was picked up. Right off the bat, I mean, you lose your opening day right fielder, and the guy who was going to be every almost an everyday player out there, but it does open up another spot, uh, probably means Paulo Orlando, who has options left, and probably was a little bit on the bubble, considering whether they carry four or five outfielders. Uh, now, if they if Even if they only carry four, he would likely be the fourth outfielder. So it was kind of good news for him, and he's having a fantastic spring, by the way. So uh, he'll be that fourth outfielder. He's going to have to get into that rotation a little bit too. But uh, losing Bonnie after the year he had last year where he hit 17 home runs and a partial season, uh, still a, a big blow for his development.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and he'll have a second half to try to make up for it a little bit. Um, we will see how that goes. Let's switch over to the pitching side of things. Uh, Danny Duffy, a, a concerning start maybe on Tuesday. He gives up seven runs in three and two-thirds innings. Three home runs in that game, Jeffrey. Uh, Duffy's obviously gonna got to be a key guy if this team is going to uh, be successful in any way. Spring training numbers, we always say, aren't that big a deal, but this one seems to stand out a little bit. Is there concern about Duffy?
0: No, nah, this was just one of those okay. outings where, uh, you know, a veteran just trying to get his work in. He's trying to get his pitch count up to 65. And really just flooding the zone with strikes. Uh, um, and that was his goal going in. Uh, I think Mateo was uh, the leadoff hitter for the A's on that game. And he had two home runs. And uh, Duffy kind of kidded afterward that, hey, this guy swung at every single pitch I threw. Uh, and it, during a really regular season game, he obviously would have backed him off a little bit of the plate. And you're not gonna, he said he's not going to do that in spring training because you don't want anybody to get hurt. So he kind of brushed it off. He actually thought he had pretty good stuff and uh, just chalks it up to him just a
1: spring training start. All right. Well, that is good news for sure. Jake Junis has been very good. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be one of those starters towards the back end of the rotation. Four no-hit innings last time out. and He didn't walk anyone as well. That's impressive. Seven strikeouts along the way. Has he kind of taken a step this spring from what we've seen in the past?
0: Yeah, and they were really excited about him last year. Uh, he, he Actually, down the stretch in August and September, I thought he was their best pitcher, best starting pitcher. And uh, he was pretty reliable going deep into games. He's, he's got a wipeout slider that's a swing and miss pitch. And he made a couple of adjustments in the offseason with his curveball. Uh, he'll use more of a spike curve uh, to get some more depth to it and, and more vertical movement rather than horizontal to just kind of separate the look from the slider and he, he wheeled out all four pitches the other day as change-up, too, and was spotting his fastball. And, you know, you, you get four pitches working, as you know, uh, with command, uh, you're going to get guys out. And he was phenomenal. And Penciled in right now is probably the number four starter. Uh, he might go up before we, before we end our podcast this spring.
1: <laughs> All right, definitely I gotta keep an eye on and big things maybe to come for him in twenty eighteen. All right, this has been MLB.com extras, our Royals edition for Jeffrey Flanagan. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.
2: Hey Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best